everybody. Welcome to the Insufferable Bastards podcast. Hello, Shuli. Hello, my friend. How are you? The only time anybody watches this podcast is when we talk about Stuttering John. Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez from the Howard Stern Show. It's all Long Island to me. The second she saw the face, she said, oh yeah, that was him. Oh, you're the guy that played fake clips of me. Yes, I remember now. It's a stupid name, but maybe it's worth listening to. How the fuck do I know? I got my own problems. I got hemorrhoids and shit. When I wipe my ass, it looks like a chocolate-covered cherry. All right. Kiki. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Insufferable Bastards podcast. My name is Carlos Danger. For the purposes of this broadcast, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. So it's been a huge week in whatever the hell all this is. As Kevin Brennan said, the Dabbler-verse or the Chad-verse or the Steel-Toe-verse or the MLC-verse. I don't even know. This is a movie review podcast where we've abandoned reviewing movies or talking about TV programs because the hottest content out there, the stuff you got to watch is Misery Loves Company, Ray DeVito, the Shuley Network, all that stuff, and everything else. Patrick Melton, Nobody Likes Onions. That's how I now live my life. So, obviously, I just want to say right off the bat, Ray DeVito won this week, Mr. Brian Spears. He was discussed everywhere. And as proof, if anybody doesn't believe that, I want to play a clip. And this is from The Broadcast which is hosted by KB and Uncle Rican Mommy, I believe her name is. Right. Some very interesting things were said on that broadcast. Here we go. Let me ask you something, would you? Talking about Ray DeVito. If you were single, let's say. Obviously, let's, come on, that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, yeah. I think my weakness is my funny bone. Like, so just to interrupt, Uncle Rican Mammy would sleep with Ray DeVito if she was single. Again, I want to repeat, Uncle Rican Mammy would bed Ray DeVito if she was single. Back to the clip. Literally, like, yes, I me too, me too. I even care. If you can make me laugh, I can see past all of your flaws. And that is like, men don't get that. I think they, I think they think women want other things than what they really want. But like, I definitely think a funny guy is better than the fucking guy who just left the gym for the eighth time today. That's why I don't go to the gym. I, same. I would rather take a funny kinky loco with the misogyny in the chat. Makes me laugh. Like genuinely makes me laugh over some that's like KB speaking hot, now. Like buff guy that's a dick any day. Any day. Here we go. So you would too then. I don't know about Ray, maybe. Not how well, how tall is he? I don't know. Boom, Brian. I don't know if you can hear me or see me, but we got a yes and a maybe from the broadcast. Yes. Huh? Good for Ray. I wish I was Ray DeVito this week. So Ray was obviously in the news in our world. I'm calling it the Ray Toe interview. Mr. Ray DeVito, Rock Bottom Podcast, interviewed Aaron I'm Holt from Steel Toe Morning Show, a YouTube show that's on in the morning and uh, in the evenings. I think five days a week, something like that. And uh, I've been on, I mean, all right, full disclosure here. Look, I'll give the whole stream, I'll give it a C. I'm going to give the interview a C on a, on a letter grade, A, B, C, D, F. I'm going to give it a C, all right? Now, I've been on, I'm obviously Team DeVito. I've, Ray DeVito has had me on his podcast for some reason about a dozen times, but only late at night. I never get the Tuesday, 1 p.m. Thursday on the Shuley Network thing. I'm clearly Ray's. I'm the backup bench to Ray DeVito. I'm his bench warmer. You're the Gumad. <laughs> right. So, but I think, and I said this to Ray the night, I mean, he did the interview at 1 p.m. and then I did a stream with him where he was intoxicated. And I, I, I was trying to be gentle to some extent, 
So I've said some of this before, but I think this interview was doomed because of the expectations we all had going in. I give it a C because I had a certain way I really wanted to see this interview go, and it did not go the way I wanted. So that's why I'm grading it the way I did. I think had Ray done this interview with Aaron four to six weeks ago when it was originally scheduled, this would have just been another interview for Ray on his rock bottom podcast. But when you add to the mix, Brian, you got Patrick Melton out there, nobody likes onions, who has become laser focused on Aaron and the Steel Toes show. And he raises some interesting points. I don't, I, I, I'm a fan of, of Aaron to a certain extent. He has been more than kind to this shitty podcast, mentioned us numerous times. I've had pleasant interactions with him through Twitter. He even uh, got into a fake beef with us, which got us some attention. So I have to say that. I, I think, uh, you know, I'm not betraying my loyalty, I hope. But at the same time, you know, I think Aaron is a natural bullshit artist. Clearly, yeah. he's a natural bullshit artist. And it would be fun to ask him some pointed questions about some things that are going on that Patrick Melton has raised. All right, so there's Patrick Melton, right? So there's this, there's this blood in the water surrounding Aaron, right? Then you had, right before this interview, a couple of days before, you've got the escalation by crazy Chad Zumach. Right? He was doing just before this interview, if I get a certain number of likes, I'll show a picture of yeah. April's, the wife of Steel Toe, her mother, right? So when I saw that, I immediately thought, someone's gonna shoot Chad Zumach. Like when you start getting into that type of stuff, you're putting yourself in danger, I, I thought. So I found that sort of disturbing because I thought it was gonna end in bloodshed. I actually got worried about Chad. He's batshit crazy, obviously. So you got that factor. You got Melton, you got Chad. Then you got Ray traveling all over <laughs> all over yeah. the Midwest, going from Cleveland to St. Louis, down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right? I think he's on his way to New York City. We're recording he's this. Got on, a show, he's Saturday definitely night. got a show Tuesday or something. He's all over Tuesday, the place. Yeah. Right? So, and that of course leads into his shitty Wi-Fi he had. Uh, you know, going into this, you had how's he gonna approach it? Brennan, Kevin Brennan of the MLC podcast suggested that he just read the fucking super chats, right? Don't ask any questions. Just, just read the super chats. Let the audience do the interview. That being said, the Missouri Loves Company audience was way into this interview because Aaron has taken shots at Kevin Brennan. Yeah. Aaron has gotten into some beef to a certain extent with Bob Levy. So there is an anti-steel toast sentiment out there without a doubt. So you got the MLC audience, you got the Melton audiences there, and you got Steel Toe. He's built up a pretty loyal following, I think, right? We've seen them. We've seen them from, uh, they went after uh, Chad, all of them, when all that was going on. You know, you had Melton and Brennan both saying Ray's not going to do a good job. And I'm just saying all this because this is all the factors that went into poor fucking Ray's head well, before this thing, even began. These guys play very heavily into whatever verse this all is. They're either right. heroes, they're either villains, they're either, you know. This like is all in Ray's head of how he's got to do thing. this interview. It's not in Ray's head because Ray knows nothing about this. So that's the the, the funny part. Well, of no, but he had, I know, I know Melted messaged him. He was on the broadcast with Brennan. Like he knew, he was aware of that stuff. I mean, I uh, get it, but I don't think he was still going to give the. Right, but I'm saying interview. he went into, I'm just explaining the audience, the expectations, because okay. I'm saying like this failed based on audience expectations. And these oh, are I the different expectations that. Yeah. that were out there. And then you have Ray saying like, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to approach this like a journalist. I'm not that guy. So, and then on top of all that, right, at the beginning of the interview, there's just fucking technical problems galore, right? So you got that going on as another factor in this interview. And then you got the wild card of Joe, the producer, the king of all dabblers, who I think both hindered and helped Ray DeVito during this interview. And then I guess like just getting into the interview, right? There's no way Ray's going to come out a winner in this, no matter any way it went, right? Yeah. Because no, it's just no, the nature of all these different expectations. And it's, the, you know, there's a lot of trolls that like to just instigate stuff too. So Ray was kind of doomed from the start right there's no way you can do this and come out and someone's gonna hate you 
and, and no matter which way, someone's going to love you, someone's going to hate you. Although I think what ended up happening, he had more hate than love, definitely. And I think, and Patrick Melton has pointed this out, when you have Steel Toe the next day saying, I thought my performance was flawless, wearing a Jim Cornette shirt, that's an indication that the interview probably didn't go that well. And I think at the beginning, I don't know why Ray did this, but clearly, well, I know why he did it. Chad and Bob Levy got into his head. On MLC, yes. Right. The stuff they were saying, and Levy was obviously joking, but Ray didn't take it as much. I think Ray, you know, though he was under a lot of pressure and it got to him. Uh, so Ray opens, he's finally got this big interview, and he opens the interview by going on about Chad. I mean, Chad's clearly crazy. I get yeah. that. No one's saying Chad's not crazy. But and this might he, not be the episode to bring no, all that it's up. It's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. He shits on I mean shits on, on Bob and he shits on Chad. Any other episode, that would have been great. But who's your guest? A guy that shit on Bob. Maybe I'm exaggerating a bit. Yeah. And but a guy did, that, know, that definitely definitely is, has attacked Chad. He started yeah. the beef with Chad. So I went through all those expectations. I know I'm talking too much. But like, so there's the audience, and you've just turned the audience against you. You're on the Shuley Network complaining about Bob Levy. About, I, I, yeah. I don't know, you know, and I get why he did that. It just wasn't well thought out. It might be and a that, great one. Uh, that might be some great talk for a follow-up episode rather than- Another right episode, yes. Yeah, just do any, that. There was enough hey, going on with that interview. That would have been a wonderful topic for any other interview other than you have Chad's arch nemesis on. You've established your team steel toe. He didn't mean to do that, but that's what he did at the start of the broadcast, was establish himself as Team Steeltoe. Now, this all, all this being said, the complications that went into this interview, I'd love to know, did Ray meet with anybody from the fucking Shuley Network, excuse me, I'm hitting my microphone, to plan this out, to talk that's, about this? That's did, sort of my... Did my Ray ask, did, did he tell anybody, hey, I'm going to lead with my grievances against Bob Levy on his network and Chad. That's what I, I am. I, I don't understand. If he did, why would they let him proceed that way? Another question. Did anybody, we just did a sound check for an unmonetized podcast no one listens to. Neither of us, you're a special effects makeup artist. I'm a small town news reporter. We do this for shits and giggles yeah. on the weekends. But you had a buzz going and, and, and on, and, and we fucking solved it before we went live. Here's the other thing. It's also, arguably, this is a, a standard interview, but also in this world that we're in, this verse we're in, this is Ray DeVito's biggest moment in this in this. Oh, world. absolutely. This is, yeah, this is the interview of the year. And This is I, Ray's big coming out to, to the Shuley Network. A big get for, like, the Shuley Network. Wouldn't you plan just a little extra for this one? And wouldn't you... As unless like, well listen unless you want to know you, my theory yeah go ahead let's, let's get your conspiracy I mean, theory, theory mr anti Shuley. it was like everyone i think people behind the scenes knew like hey ray's gonna do this interview let's let him do this interview this like however Ray. Wait, hold on brian because you're babbling i'm going to tell you exactly what the fuck you said because you put it in a facebook message you said i feel the Shuley network is using ray as a whack packer to bash him, to make yeah. fun of him, and to, and this is what really was, was kind of a conspiracy theory, to weaken the MLC, the Misery Loves Company cast, by breaking them up. Yeah. So you kind of thought a train wreck is what they wanted. Yeah. I mean, which it's arguably, for them because is, I mean, aren't they? We're all have talking free, about it. They're all going to have, and they're going to have a week of episodes about it. People are going to, they beat had up a wrap Ray. up show ready to go. They had the graphics prepared. Also, Today, Ray had a uh, little podcast with his producer and then another producer later on. Yes. Which, and, and basically, they, the Shuley Network had planned questions as well. So, is this Ray's interview or was it Shuley Network's interview? Or did and they if talk it is to Shuley Ray? Shuley Network's interview, why didn't they? Listen, you know, Ray is a traveling comedian. He's admitted, I love Ray, but what makes Ray the, the most awesome guy? He's a self admitted middle. Like, that's what makes the guy humble and genius all in one thing. 
check his internet you know like right listen, yeah or if you're gonna if you're gonna if you have Ray questions so good is that creepy closet door behind him that no one knows what's in there that right, is that's the greatest thing in the world about that but like, why didn't they so check his internet. prepare the goddamn questions together like it shouldn't be the producer surprisingly interrupted and maybe they did because uh, again we're talking out of our ass I know, here i know i did but... i did try to ask ray this and he sort of sidestepped the question uh to some extent and then joining us right now is uh mr matt masto from mondo creepy tv welcome to the stream matt hello greetings and salutations sorry to be late guys that's no problem so i mean the point being everything we're saying here is that this interview we've just described the perfect storm for a bad interview and I then again, bad, bad is a very subjective word. But also Yet, uh, bad in this world is money, is making right. money for people. Super chats. I'd argue, again, what you just said here, not again, but the interview was a massive success because it was something of a car wreck. It gave everybody something to talk about. It added a new chapter to this Dabbleverse, Chadverse, Steeltoeverse, older white guy comic YouTube stratosphere we're all somehow clinging on to. Uh, and then, you know, I've talked about how Ray started alienating the audience right away. I thought that was something somebody should have warned him against if there had been any planning uh, into this episode. And then at also, the very start, format, and I'm going to play a just, clip. Just format, too. Like, hey, we're going to do this topic. We'll, we'll do 10 minutes here and then read Super Chats. Like, Right. Let me get like, into it. Hold on one second okay. here because we're going to get into that right now. Right at the start here. Now, again, I think producer Joe both helped and hurt ray overall helped overall i definitely would give producer joe a passing grade uh in this performance but here is right at the very start where he undercut him and this just shocked me uh if i can find it bear with me one second here we go where's my clips joe all the clips are fucking uncle so there's ray and he's having aaron's already in the stream for our audio only listeners and i may not release the video in this but so ray's having wi-fi uh trouble and he asks where are my clips it has nothing to do with anything but he's asking the producer joe where are my clips for my previous broadcast why aren't you out there promoting me on social media rico and all this stuttering john shit and i one come i had two specials in the last month where's my clips and also the show to promote I don't know if I'm being in Potsdown. I was invited, then uninvited, then invited, then I have no idea. Ray, you were never uninvited to Potsdown for starters. You're going, right. you, you've been promoting that you're going to be there. And second hey. of all, when you do something clip worthy, I will clip it. I promise. Wow. Wow. Nothing clip worthy in my two specials, but all right. Well, this will be today, hopefully. Yeah, this will hopefully be the day. But April 4th, New York City, Stan Comedy Club. So, I mean, what happened there, and you can say, I mean, the other thing going on is when this happens, the, the chat is like, oh, burn yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. So I, I just felt, yeah, it was a great line. It, it was funny, but your host has shitty Wi-Fi. He doesn't really even shitty Wi-Fi. He doesn't know if he can be heard. He's already alienated part of the audience because he shit on Bob Levy and he he shit on Chad, which I get, but it's in front of Chad's arch nemesis. Yeah. He's made himself steel toe. And now he just, he's made to look like a fool. And I just thought that wasn't to the way to go uh, in this particular circumstance. So the interview continues, right? And Ray is having serious Wi-Fi issues. And the way topics were introduced, this Brian touches upon what you were bringing up. You know, in all these podcasts, these comedic podcasts, the Shuley Network, Misery Loves Company in particular, somebody pays for a comment and they read the comment. Yeah. And that's a big, I mean, the comments are off, often hilarious. You know, the comments, I'm amazed at like, it seems like everybody's a comedy writer. Well, it's like and, the old- And it makes for great stuff. It's like old, like old radio where you would, it was the caller. It's just now there's way more callers. And you but they're, see, they're much better. I would say they're, yes, yeah. they're much funnier than, than radio callers. But in this interview where you've got so much to get through, you got Ray's going to broach these questions. Is he not going to broach these questions? You've got the chat interrupting. And here is, is an example of that. And I think this is why this particular broadcast was a bit unsatisfying. This is this is win by two radio, 
right? They're another an up and coming uh, podcast on YouTube, gets a shit ton more views than we do, but they paid for a super chat. And I'm just going to play it and then I'm going to explain. I'm, well, it's Win by Two Radio poorly introduces an important subject with a badly phrased question. Here we go. Chad is just anger. Be mean and funny, yeah. and I think that's great. I think that's wonderful. I've I've been on Kevin's show. I talked to him after the show. He is a good guy. I don't know if we're supposed to let that out. He, no, he, he is, is a good guy. He actually is a good guy, and he's really funny. I like how he yells at me for not being uh, on uh, for not being more famous and kind. Ray's fr he's frozen uh -oh, now. I lost Ray. There's the question for twenty bucks. Uh oh, where'd Ray go? Win by radio for uh, $20. Ask Aaron about the illegal lottery the he's won and why, if they're above board, he takes them all off YouTube. Don't drop the ball, Ray. We're all watching. So, okay, so let me just read that back. Here's how the, yeah. the question is phrased. Ask Aaron about the illegal lottery he's running and why, if they're above board, he takes them all off YouTube. Don't drop the ball, Ray. We're all watching. So Ray hasn't had a chance to introduce this subject. Maybe he wasn't planning to. I don't know. Maybe he was just going to kind of uh, pal around with, with Aaron the whole show. But listen to what, to Aaron's answer. Well, the Jesse okay. P.S. wannabe who yeah. sent that, I will say this. Uh, nothing illegal about picking some fans and going, here's a little something for you. Here's a little prize for you. Here's what we give out something for free every month. We, we throw out gift cards for free to people. We take one of our VIPs. I want to give them a hundred bucks out of my own pocket. We do that. I take one of our members, I give them a hundred bucks out of my own pocket. I want to take somebody who's bought either a hoodie or stickers or anything or a t-shirt. Could interrupt to say the problem here is the phrasing of the question. Listen. And I want to give them 250 bucks. We've been doing the it rest for of our years. It's been great. People who don't like our show, people who hate us and have tried six different ways to cancel it and get rid of it, it hasn't worked. So now this is their newest thing. They've all been up for a year. None of them ever had any problems. But then when people come to you, like when you have stalker, like a legitimate stalker kind of a person going, I'm going to get these taken down. I'm going to get your channel taken down. I'm going to complain to this. Why would I? I would be the dumbest motherfucker alive to leave those up. If they're saying I'm going to target these videos and I'm right, going to right, try right. to destroy you with them, I, 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 if you think that you should keep those videos up, you're not smart enough to be doing this. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, let's say, okay. So it, the problem here, the problem here again is the way this question was phrased, right? It allowed Aaron's a bullshit artist. Yeah, and I don't say that in a mean not a way. Negative thing. He's good at what he does. He's a great talker. The guy is a gifted broadcaster i mean just just imagine if ray had somebody at his disposal who for the past 25 years has been talking to bullshit artists known as politicians albeit at the local uh shitty level but like if he only had somebody who could phrase questions for him yeah. and and help him out because the way you want to ask that question plus don't you was, think don't well, hold, you on, think hold, Aaron on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The way it was asked, it allowed Aaron to give that stock answer. He fell back on an answer he's given time and time again. The way that was questioned, plus Ray's Wi-Fi problems, took Ray out of his own broadcast. Also, Ray isn't interested in this subject matter. Yeah. So he offers his selling T-shirts. I sell T-shirts after a comedy show. This isn't a big deal. It doesn't apply here. Producer Joe steps in and tries to press Aaron on this, but his question is also far too general. I'm going to go back to it. Your neighbor next door, you're allowed to have a dog, but your dog's in the yard. It's like, uh, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to shoot all your dogs. Like, eventually <laughs> right. going to be like, all right, I'm going to put him in the house. And by the way, I saw the prize night. I don't know the rules, but my thing, it looked like it's you having fun with your okay. fans. You don't have a gun to their head being like, you have to participate right. this and all. It's all them. To, I equated it to like a comic selling t-shirts after a comedy show. Right. Like it's going to be a little it. long. These are fans of yours. They want the shirts. They buy the shirts. And someone coming up to you afterwards like, well, you sold sh shirts in this state, so you owe taxes like this and that. Right. Ray video, Ray's video is really choppy. So I equated it to like, I was never, um, 
which I do want to get into the mountain thing. I, I like mountain. I don't know. Why. Could I, could I just follow up real Here's quick? Producer Joe. So I think Aaron, it's a legitimate good faith criticism that when you're running a sweepstakes kind of thing like that, I think legally there's supposed to be an option to enter without paying. We've all heard those disclaimers on television since we were kids, you know, no purchase necessary and that kind of thing. I think that's the criticism of what you're doing. And that and that's fine. And I think if YouTube would have had a problem with it the last year and Twitch the year before that, I think something. Would I don't have think it's a question of YouTube though. That's it's the point of the like the law. Okay. So again, the problem is the phrasing of the questions. Here's how you ask that question. It's a complicated issue, right? Ray's not even interested in it. And the three of us can't really explain exactly what the issue yeah. is. I guarantee. However, if somebody had went to the nobody likes onions broadcast from March 29th on YouTube and looked in the fucking description, you could copy and paste two lines that originate from the Minnesota Gambling Control Board. What you want to do with something like this is take something that's easily digestible. You start small, not with, hey, that shit's illegal. What do you do? How come you yeah. took down that thing? It's a, that's no, no. You start with something that's definite. Hey, Aaron, according to the Minnesota Gambling Control Board, it is illegal to hold a raffle in Minnesota online. That's a quote from the Minnesota Gambling Control Board. Aren't your prize nights and listener appreciation events held online? Can you please explain to me how your prize nights conform with state law? You're not giving him that wiggle room at yeah. that point. You're he's asking answer, him. He's got to ask that. He's got to answer that question. Very simple. Yeah. Hey, the law says this shit's not supposed to be online. Are you doing this shit online? What gives? Like that drove me crazy. And again, I don't understand why it didn't seem like anyone ordered these questions. You have the chat introducing, you have the chat pulling the direction of an interview. And again, again, and I Aaron was clearly prepared for the stock answer, right? He, he fought, and that's the, that's, he's nice. a bullshit artist. He's very good. He's very, very talented. And again, and like, I'm not taking, again, here's another thing people should understand. And I tried to explain this to Ray, just because you asked the question, doesn't mean you he's hate evil Aaron for doing it. Yeah, like he's not the bad guy for asking a question. No, just just but but you can flesh out an answer. Hey, Aaron, what about this? It is illegal, according to the Minnesota Gambling Control Board website, to require the purchase of goods and or services for entry into a raffle. Can you explain to me how your prize night conforms to this state law? Like that's a, that's a question that's based in reality, not just, hey, hey, you're illegal. It, it was just so frustrating to me. So that's that. Like, and again, this happens later in the interview as well. A $2 super chat, a $2 super chat, I think about 46 minutes into the interview, asks what I would argue should have been the opening question, the question about blowback. That's what the Shuley Network audience wants to know. That's what the MLC audience wants to know. What the fuck was that text message about, Aaron? You've, you've danced around it, but what the fuck was that about? So, and, and in that case, Producer Joe does a good job asking follow-up questions to it. And I will share that in one second if I can find it. Bear with me one second, fellas. Well, this was the one I think Ray mentioned it in his pod, you know, his wrap up show this afternoon. Something about, uh, how are you got your clip up? Oh, I was thinking Ray's got himself a great guest, is what he's thinking. There's the question on the, the screen. Where's the blowback from the threat to Bob? Oh, yeah. What, what... Where's the blowback from the threat to Bob? Very general question. Wait, before we get into that, I just want to know, Ray, were we still splitting the super chats with Ray, nope. uh, with Aaron? Nope, I don't want, it's all Ray's. Give it all to Ray. Well, he doesn't get all of it. He doesn't deserve it. Or whatever the person is. <laughs> we'll, he'll get what he deserves. Uh, uh, the blowback there, 
there were more texts to Bob. I was on a show at the time when he sent me his text going, what does this mean? He didn't understand. And as I read the text, it was too vague. And it does have to do with the like certain things I'm dealing with now about people who didn't want to be brought up and mentioned. Um, and my whole thing to him was like, look, if any of what- And again, I'm not going to go through the whole answer again. I'm just going to make the argument. My issue here again is the phrasing of the goddamn question. With a gifted talker like Aaron, he's a Bob and Weaver. He's a guy who's very much in control of what he wants to say. He knows how to get his message across. You have to ask an anchored question. The blowback question, like I said, should have been the first question asked right out of the gate. It was asked 46 minutes into the broadcast through a $2 super chat. But again, it's the question everyone wants an answer to. So the way to introduce that is to quote from the fucking text to again, tie it to reality, to take off a bite-sized morsel. So he doesn't have room for an open, you don't do an open-ended question. You texted Bob Levy to warn of a potential blowback in connection to what you called, quote, involvement, unquote, and, quote, lies, unquote, connected to your family. You texted, quote, sorry for what's coming. I didn't ask for it, unquote. You texted, I genuinely hope that what comes down doesn't cause you any professional harm. That's reading from the text. Bob Levy called into Patrick Melton's show Wednesday and said the blowback text was just an attempt by you to get MLC to stop talking about you. Is that true? Right? You don't give him, he, then he doesn't have, I mean, he's still going to say what he's going to say, but at least if you quote from the text, it takes out, well, was it a threat? No, you, there it is right there. You've, you, how could anybody not interpret that as a text? What specific blowback were you talking about as it related to Bob Levy? Isn't it time for you to come clean about those texts to Bob Levy? Levy told Told Patrick Melton, referencing you, thank God someone is here to teach us radio. What's your reaction to that? And I guess my point is he, you could go through the entire interview and point out little moments like this. And, and I guess that's why I found it uh, so frustrating. But I get, I get it, though. At the same time, I know that Ray wasn't going to approach this in like a journalistic exercise or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be that way. And also at the same which time, which is why I also think this was a perfect person. Like he's like the Barbara Walters. So of course, Steel Toe is going to say he's yes. not Barbara Walters. I mean, Barbara. I mean, no, he's like, well, he's not hard hitting news. You know, he's not. He's just right. he's doing the light interview. Well, what what and, Pat, what and, Kevin Brennan said on his show after this interview aired, he's like, well, right. If you do all that, that's boring. Well, I mean, those are boring questions. And I and I and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. He is right. I mean, you could argue that everything that I just said here would have been fucking death to the podcast. So maybe the way to do it was just to do super chats. Hey, for $2, did you cheat on your wife? Hey, didn't you leave your pregnant wife? And, and maybe that would have been the way Ray could have come out. Well, that's uh, looking the problem for this. with the questions is that they're kind of third hand. You know, it's I heard from a guy who heard from a guy. So now I'm asking you. So you're not getting all of the facts from the original question. You're you're kind of presenting the abridged version. Yeah, I I mean, so like like that's that, you know. Uh, I don't know. I just found but again. It, I think this was like Ray. You know, I mean, Ray did the best he could. I mean, he did the best he could Ray, under the circumstances. But yeah. I do feel like he was left out there with his ass in the air. Well, that's you know, right. he was. That's there should have been think. more prep by 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 the. But I don't know who. I mean, I feel bad. I sent him a list of 15 questions. You know? Yeah, Ray, you should have had where, me on. He should have had me in the fucking well, see, corner. I, I think you should have been there because <laughs> I think even Ray, Ray's never going to ask those questions that you wrote. Right, but he needs yeah. someone to ask those questions. And then because he's there, he's the guy everyone likes. It's not going to get like heated. It might get, the like, questions might get answered. Yeah, but again, you got to sit who, there. But do people want these questions answered? I don't know, because then things would end. And then, like, you know, then what am I right. going to do? Watch movies again? I right. mean, In Aaron terms... had to know that at some point somebody was going to ask these questions. You know? Well, he didn't get, he didn't ask any questions. I mean, he got asked. Well, that's the thing. That's open ended, half assed. Yeah, but he knew that there would be some sort of presentation of the questions in some shape or form. 
Right. Yeah. But I, my point is the and way they were phrased, it was a lot. He, he could just bowl over. Yeah, I 100% Ray and the agree. Producer, you know, he's definitely a better podcaster radio guy than Ray, like in the sense that he knows how to take over the show. Right. Ray's a stand up comic. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he's 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 a, he's an emerging podcaster. Doing, you know, and and again, doing. like that, I, what, what kind of bothers me about this whole thing is like I was depressed later that day reading all the comments and seeing Ray get shit on as hard yeah, as it was. I don't think was. it's Ray's fault. No, I don't, I don't think, think so either. I don't think you could shit on Ray for this. I think there's a lot of well, other factors. I, like I, I was bummed this. out, like uh, Patrick Melton, and he was probably kidding, but he's like, I'm not, I don't know. Why would I invite Ray to the Misery Loves Company Fest in Vegas now? And I was like, man, how do you, how do you not? Come on, how do you have a Misery Loves Company Fest without Ray DeVito? But like, yeah, and then Chad, of course, saying he should be kicked off Misery Loves Company. And that was, this, I mean, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this really shouldn't, hurt him uh, in that regard and then like patrick melton was like what the hell is the point of the rock bottom podcast like what's the what's the log line i think was the phrase or tagline what's like what's the format of this show and yeah the, if if the thing about the, the beauty about rock bottom podcast is that it was a youtube show you could watch on like a tuesday afternoon with seven other people and it was this guy from the misery loves company podcast just sitting in his room talking to the chat and it was like quote unquote the hang podcast yeah. that i know all like the big podcasters and the professional podcasters who are making money off this say that's the lowest form of podcasting but like that's what race he has he has a comic on hey he had david tell on you know it's just he it's has carlos Cash on, he has like, me on <laughs> and literally the way i was asked to go on ray's podcast i insulted him in the chat and he was like oh that's kind of funny you want to come on and i thought he was i was being set up to be insulted but he's just it's like the opie show with better guests he just like well, no. No, I said, I think Ray's Opie. Think you, Ray's you, you, endearing. You, you, yeah, Opie. Oh, yeah, that Ray is likable. Well, I mean, other but, than Cardiff, but not, Opie Cardiff is not included. Opie has turned a corner. Yes, but, but yeah, I don't know if yeah. Just my point being, like, I, I just I did feel bad for Ray thrust into the limelight like this and not prepared, and 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 I don't think it was his fault. There should have been more. And Chad kept more spiking prep. the football. But that Chad was just Chad. Like I think, I think well, Chad well, was awesome. Just stirring the. Well, he pot. was a super like, dick. But I mean, but Chad's a super dick, and also he's. Well, and the here's the other thing. Chad Ray, uh, though, but but listen, Chad's jealous of Ray because Ray's got a show at the Shuley Network. He's you know definitely more liked than a lot I, of people. Even when people, I don't think Chad is jealous because Chad's Patreon has exploded his youtube page has exploded he's got youtube memberships yeah, i know it's easy I, like people Ray do J hate well he is a dick yes yeah but i mean and chad's I a fucking wacko but i do but think let's there's be a honest. little bit like people treat ray a little nicer and that actually bothers them like just that i, like, I have know. to disagree because you're i don't and, think chad has a conscience like that and i think, I think that's his whole thing i think he honestly hates ray because ray is genuinely nicer than chad okay I don't, I think he just, because I, I think, think, I think Chad is, you know, he's got serious issues. No, I do. And, and I think the more famous, I think, I think he's that's Michael right Rooker now, from portrait of a serial killer. Like, I, I don't think, think right now he's, he's incapable like, of jealousy. And I do think like he's getting like, as his, uh, Q rating rises right now, it's getting even crazier. He's becoming more unhinged, but I just think there is some form of, maybe that's why he doesn't like Ray. Cause more people like Ray. Like, I just think. Like even Kevin, I Brennan think he, he, he Ray. I think he bash he shits on Ray because he knows that's his role. And He's Ray now, won't really fight back, he, right? Chad, go, you know, Chad knows what he brings to the podcast is chaos, meanness. He's the toxic guy. He's going to do that to anybody who's who who's beneath him. Who who you know is okay. he won't do it to anybody. Really, who's yeah, like he's him, not doing so. it to Bob, and he's not doing. Well, it I think Kevin. he genuinely, he genuinely hates Ray. Like well, I, think, I, I don't think I'll that's agree with that. Fake. But, uh, but anyway, I, I don't fuck Chad. I don't want to talk about Chad. I want to show you guys uh, a clip I got. I stole. It's called. I called it. Patrick Melton sings a lullaby. stories i have to do my show 
It's just me and April and old Johnny Crutches, but Corey, he's got to go. I'm not gaslighting, this is the truth. I could never tell a lie. I'm touching my face, I'm tweezing my beard. Aaron is an honest guy. I just thought it was just a moment from uh, from his stream, I think, earlier in the week that I found sort of weirdly uh, endearing. Uh, then also, just getting back to Steel Toe for a second, you know, it was Adam Corey or Corey Adams' last day this week as the occasional second or third mic on the Steel Toe broadcast. And I thought this was an interesting discussion that he had with Aaron. And again, this is like, I, I think you can find both Patrick Melton and Steel Toe interesting. They, they do have compelling stuff at times. Why can't I find the stupid thing? Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Not gonna, this is not a Pandora's box that you're this this ends with you either being the biggest name on YouTube or you with a fucking box finding a job selling cars. That's how this ends. <laughs> right. See, I think it's gonna end somewhere in the middle. It's gonna end at the twenty-five to forty thousand sub range. It's gonna it's gonna be very ROTC like, I think, in terms of That's a really of weird way to say nine thousand uh, nine thousand sub range. We're already over that, that goddammit. Oh, you think you're not going to lose people when I walk, bro? Simmer down. Uh, simmer They're all coming with me, baby. I'll be over at youtube.com slash Corey Adam Comedy with my new projects. Yeah. Why can't they do both? Because I'm telling them they can't, goddammit. Because it's a radio war. That's the thing. Like radio, That's right. That's right. Radio wars stay. And this is the thing I miss about radio. Radio wars stayed on the radio. And you, you know, there yeah, wasn't true. There's, internet there wars are like, hey, here's a picture where your kids go to school. You're like, what the right. fuck just happened? That, like, that's why I don't like that shit. And in fairness, and, and you and I were texting about this yesterday. You warned me about that. Yes. And I said, not only did I warn you about that, but like you lashed out at me. I'm telling you, man, go back and watch like right around when that thing, you lashed out at me so fucking hard for something that I was correct about. And it's, and I'm not like trying to be that guy, which I don't mind being that guy, but that, that is something that has been not, not building up's not the right word, but that's something that's been on the table for at least three years. You lash out at me when I tell you stuff you don't want to hear only to agree with me six months down the road. And this is honestly like, this is a heart to heart as your friend. This is something that I worry about when you, you surround yourself and nobody's pushing back on you because you don't like that. That's what the fans like. And sometimes you need to be pushed back on because otherwise you don't see through your own minutia of bullshit, man. Well, that's what I have the fans. Coming as your friend. That's what I have the fans for. Yeah. Oh man. These guys are really rooting for you. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, you I should meant see all the fucking, you should see all your fucking mods and all the fucking text. Do you know, I have seen more of text messages of you talking shit about me in the last week and a half from people that you, are your guys just in messages. I fucking, I met Stevie Lou and he's telling me like, yeah, when I met uh, Aaron, he was talking about how he's going to relegate you to Wednesday. How dare you throw Stevie Lou under the bus, Ooh. you son of a bitch. Like all these people, like uh, Balls Deep had a Discord leak. I mean, there's just like these sheets of all this shit of people who are around you who are actively rooting against you. It's fucking nuts, man. Just you need to ban, ban everybody in your chat and start vetting are, them back one by one. Are you saying Balls Deep needs to go? They all need to go. Everybody, every single one of your mods is a narc. That's why they're here being a mod. Really? This is interesting. I like this. Hey, hey don't give away too much. After the show, you, uh. Oh, yeah. You and I will talk more. I mean, it's yeah. fine. But I'm just saying, like, it's just funny. Like, and again, if I was one of these people that, like, interacted with the drama and all that shit, it'd be one thing. But it's like, I have gotten way more screenshots from people and I like you would be shocked at the like like when you see the names you'd be like oh I thought that was one of my guys you know and I haven't said shit about it it's just so like, like the moment they found like because the moment the fucking um uh nobody likes onion things happen or whatever they're like because you were all like I don't know what's going on and then like we're gonna get you fired and then it's just all these fucking texts of like from like a year ago and I'm like I don't I don't care at all guys right so you're saying as much snitching as I get 
you get the snitching is so they're they're double they're double agents. Every okay, mark me on this. 100% jot this down. All right. Every single person you know who will narc to you is also narking against you. That's how narcs work. Anyway, I thought that was just a fascinating And yet he's been narking for Patrick. I saw it. I saw it. Patrick That's what he referenced. That's yeah, that's what he referenced when he says the the uh, NLO stuff. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, it was that one episode. But I mean, my, my only thing here, like that sort of. Can I say one me- other thing? Radio Wars did not stay on the radio back in the day. Yeah, but you didn't have what Chad Zumok. You didn't have live streams. No, that's three true. times yeah. a day yeah. where somebody have the average person couldn't be involved in those fights. No, that that's true. But they did spill out into real life. That's all I'm saying. You know, there wasn't swatting. You know, not to the extent of I would agree with what he's saying there. It's not what we're seeing on a daily basis. On I mean, that's a whole other thing. Like I was in, I was watching Melton the other day, and they were talking about uh, you know YouTube's terms of service. I don't remember the exact context, but but anyway, I, I was thinking like you know Chad kept threatening to show a picture of of April's mother, right? He was saying if he could get a certain number of likes, he would show it. And Melton was saying like, hey, look, you know, there's really nothing. It's not illegal to do that. If these, hold on, if these photos are put out on social media, you know, you can actually show it. I thought, actually, I may be misquoting him, but it made me think like, I don't think that's always the case. Like you could make the case. And it's one of the questions I was hoping Ray might ask Aaron is if he probably wouldn't reveal it, but what are you doing behind the scenes to get Chad to stop? Obviously, this is bothering you. I wanted to know has April considered quitting? Is like that in the cards because it's obviously bothered her, and now they're going after her mother because they've you know seen this by they I mean Chad as as a weakness. And uh, I did see. This is from the YouTube Terms of Service. I'm sharing it. Uh, monetization. These are like possible penalties for bullying. If if a, if YouTube decides you're bullying someone, they can potentially demonetize your channel or do other things to it. I, I have a question. And then it says one of the the, the in purple there. If your page or videos repeatedly targets insults and abuses an identifiable individual based on their intrinsic intrinsic attributes across several uploads. I would argue that showing a picture of a woman you're identifying, although I don't, again, you'd have to get a lawyer because I don't know if he's saying the name. And the purpose of you showing it is to show she's obese again and again, that could put your channel at risk. I don't know how else to read that, but again, I'm not a lawyer. But it was something that jumped out. So what was your question? Do you think if Steel Toast stopped the Chad chatter and talk, that Again, Chad that would, would stop? Or do you I, Because, I mean, I don't think Chad would stop 100%. But then again, I don't know how you could control, you know, that whole network that would still go after Chad. But I put it's not it, necessarily Question Aaron. number five to Ray DeVito. I wanted him to ask Aaron, you've said twice you would not mention Chad on your show, that you were tapping out, yet you've continued to mention him on Twitter. If Chad is mentally unstable, as you say, why can't you give him up? Yeah. That's... Why can't you just stop talking about him? Because then that would end it. You know, why not just say, hey, look, you know what? I fucked up by attacking Chad because he's he's a psycho. He went after me. Let's bury the hatchet. I'm done with Chad. Like that's because Chad won. Get. If you're gonna whatever he won, he clearly won. You know, yeah. I, I that's what I, I was hoping Ray might ask that as well. Like you're kind of bringing this on to yourself at this point, and then Melton's whole argument against Steeltoe basically boils down to you're taking a morning radio program that that personality of a morning guy from 1997 and trying it online, and like you're you're doing radio wars, but. <laughs> You're doing it with people who are going to, for the rest of their life now, make it, it's their life purpose now to get revenge because you use them as a lulcal for views. But also like everyone, you know, you're doing it from your home. You're doing it with your wife. Like everything now you're like opening up your, like as much as he wants to say, I put my show at the end of the day. 
Well, at the end of the day, doesn't he go upstairs, eat dinner, and then come back downstairs and do another show? Like, it's his is, identity. It's yeah, literally. That is the problem. Like, that's the difference between podcasts and radio. You're like getting into whether they, even if they are a potato, like you think they, you know, you're you're getting into their lives a little bit. Whether what whatever theater of the mind. Is, it's more yeah. theater of the mind. Did you guys see the clip of Patrick doing the whole forehead thing for April, exposing yeah. what her real forehead? supposedly oh i mean i've watched i've probably watched 21 hours of melton stuff in like the last two weeks i mean i've yeah i've seen countless yeah yeah when he zooms in yeah and when he he photoshops the the hair away from in front of her her head exposing the i don't know how i felt about that like on one hand i get you're you're doing a a a shock jockey thing but on the other hand it it seems kind of personal and kind of crossing the line but she's a part of the show so right and and i i had this discussion with stevie lou at obnoxious john when i did my unlistenable live stream like when so ray was interviewing steel toe chad was streaming that interview cardiff electric was streaming chad watching the interview and then i at at, at cardiff's suggestion i was streaming cardiff watching chad watching steel toe and ray I was watching Cardiff. And it became, well, fuck you. And it I didn't became, know you were doing well, it. Fuck you again. It became just unlistenable. But at the end of it, they they brought that up. And I think like, because there's, you know, the, the, Melton has been accused of sexualizing her or that it's just creepy and Stevie Lou. And I get that point. But I think what Melton is trying to do with that bit is demonstrate that he's saying like, look, she shouldn't be on the air. She's not comfortable with any of this. She's on this show that shits on other people and watch how uncomfortable she is when somebody like me is shitting on her. He, I think he's trying to prove a point that she shouldn't be doing this, you know? And, and I, I think that's what he's doing as opposed to just pointing at her. And I mean, you know, saying, Oh, look at her, look at her forehead anyway. All right. The other thing I want to touch upon the inter- man, internet, man, it's crazy out there. It's I mean, that's like, whole... it's a whole other world. But I, dude, and, and listen, if all these issues that you want, like if all these questions got answered, like things would like it'd be a therapy session. I don't know if therapy is a good thing for this uh, dabble slash whatever verse we're in, because I mean, you know, the more unhinged uh, Chad becomes, the more like I love like Ray was angry at one of those podcasts. You did it like 1 a.m. He, he was a little angry. I liked the angry Ray. I just. I kind of like the angriness of all this stuff. It's definitely, yeah, it's fun to watch all this drama and there's the spectator sport action of it. It's like the Beverly Hills housewives, but for, you know, doofuses. Right, right. (laughs) I love how the the MLC crowd. I reality TV and I am stuck in this. Like, I think Misery Loves Company. That that jerk Kevin Brennan is now, like, I'm I'm trying to find different... I might actually join a Patreon page. I don't even know what to do because he, I work and I can't hear the guy. Oh, and oh, that's how he gets it. He days. gets it. He's getting the commuters, him and Bob Levy. And eventually, I mean, I know you're going to love it. Eventually, Brennan and Levy will have their falling oh, I out. Can't wait. I can't wait. The best part of Misery Loves Company this week was every time. I mean, Shuli's a good guy, but this this Shuli network, they're just hacks. Oh my God. It's like, well, he's so awesome, but he was busted. And then Bob yeah. will just be like, no, no, man, I plug you and I plug, uh, I plug out this and I plug out that. And I'm I, the uh, best. Uh, there. Yeah. And also Bob's Brennan's forever genius, the diplomat. Brennan's genius. Like how did, what was his take on Ray's interview? Well, wait a second. I tune in. I see William Borgensen and uh, David Chandler. I don't know if David Chandler was part of it. All these big super chat donors my super chat donors were given to giving to shuli ray devito no but he wouldn't be on that network if it wasn't for me it was very howard sternish right it was just and he was right when you think about it yeah ray should be on the kevin brennan show doing that interview misery loves company with ray with ray devito like i it's a perfect fit because that's that money should be like brennan should get a cut of that money that was really yeah that was and he, that's, that's his that's genius. where he's serious too, because he'll be like, ah, you know, like he, he, oh yeah, that's when he doesn't yell. He like just says the snide comments in between reading the super chats. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Why are these idiots on here? I mean, I 
and that's when he brought up, I have more, I am just close enough. I think he's a little less Patreon In terms of the numbers, Patreon. But he's also They're like, both about I'm a thousand. one show. Shuli has a, a whole network of choices to do. He's a one-man network. Best part, he was reading Bob. Hey, Bob, these are your stats. And Bob's like, no, they're not. No, no, Bob, these are your stats. Like, why are you on this show with some guy? And he kept going, why are you on this show, Bob? He's like, look at me. He's like, you got 12, 12 viewers or something like that. Oh, Brennan so is good. the best. All right, so here's the, the last thing I'm going to share. And hopefully it starts at the right section here is obviously, you know, and this seems like it was two years ago. This is way old, but I'm sharing it anyway because I personally found it, I don't know, enlightening or, or, or redemptive is the potato on Opie, Cardiff on Opie. It's weirdly touching. I, I really can't even put my eyes to uh, or, or put words to it. But I thought like Opie talking about sort of the... Opie uh, got real at the end. Yeah, I'm shocked. Talking about like what trolls have done to him in his mind, and sort of the the burden of being, he says famous, but really what he's specifically talking about is New York radio famous. You know, I mean, I guess nationally, of course, but I, I just thought this was interesting. Here we go. Or what's known as clickbait. Back in the day, when um, and of course, I just realized on every YouTube video I'm clicking, the volume's been turned down. I guess you guys didn't hear that, huh? No, when this whole thing started developing, it was uh, it was whack bag. We had a we had a, mm. a giant message board, mm -hmm. and at first, whack bag was uh, was a pro site for the entire show, and then inevitably, people started liking Anthony more, or liking me more, or liking Jimmy more, or like. And I just want to say, as a disclaimer, I am not that familiar with Opie and Anthony. I am not aware if Opie has made these statements again, again, and again, and again. I want to just confess my ignorance. My knowledge of Opie and Anthony date back to their couple of years on WNEW 102.7 in New York when I commuted. I was on WAC back Say that again? I was, I used to jump on WAC bag back in the day. I remember, and I guess this is, people will hate that we're interrupting this, but in Tarot, no, wait, was it? There was Foundry Music. I remember foundrymusic.com. You remember that was an O&A-related yeah. stuff. I, it started with Foundry, and then everybody kind of moved over to Whackbag. Oh, gotcha, okay. Me and, it, and, and then it just became a cluster F. It would really just bring you down. Hmm. And. And then I finally turned the corner and I chose like, you just got to stop reading that crap. And then that moved on to Reddit and then Reddit became a horrific. And this is, I edited this. So these are, it's not really out of context, but I did edit this. And this place just that for I, the record. I, I have no association with those type of people. They just took it incredibly too far. People really don't know what it's like to truly be no offense to, to these shows they they have no idea they have literally no idea uh what happens when you have real fame let's just put it that way i, I have to pay stupid money for security i have currently two orders of protection out there um it, it's it's endless it's absolutely endless okay aside from i've had people visit my house that had to be taken away I've had people chased off the beach that were trying to do this and that. I can't get into complete details. So when someone says, get over and just laugh at yourself, it's gone. I mean, it's gone way past that for way too many years. I've had lawsuits I've had to deal with, lawsuits that lasted years because people decided they, they thought it would be cute to start rumors about you that weren't true or rumors about your family that weren't true so it's really hard to just sit there and go just yeah. just laugh mm. at it it's easy when you're on the on that level well i will say i i i don't now i do not want to be a carl defender that's not uh something i ever want to do carl being carl from who are these podcasts you can uh, say whatever you want no 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 i don't want to defend but uh he he would never and he does uh very clearly say you know, just observe and report. Just enjoy the show, watch the show. Don't get involved, uh, you know, with people in their real lives because there have been uh, incidents with other shows where people, you know, 
there's been swatting incidents. There's been, you know, uh, doxing incidents. And he's very clear on that. Like, he just wants to have fun for, for an hour making fun of somebody and, and move on from there. Right. So aside from any of that stuff, I don't think any of that is uh, WATP. And I will say the WATP uh, universe, the Dabbleverse, uh, they, are a, they are a very welcoming community. The stuff I, I had to deal with because I was part of the Opie and Anthony show, it was uh, very time consuming, very expensive at times. Um, and, and harassment that I don't think any of you guys will, no mm. offense, will ever understand fully. But you got to understand had, that's that's not coming from WATP people. That's, no, I understand. No, yeah. I understand that. You know, there's there's a, there's a guy out there. He's, you know, we have an order of protection for the second time. He has uh, threatened my kids uh, more than once. This is the real shit that happens out there. Sadly, it's still not a show. All these years later, it's still not a show. We're getting there, though. I think. Finally. Somebody think of the vegetables. I'll be honest with you. I'll give you what? a little honesty today. After Carl and, uh, and Vic died, mm-hmm. uh, losing two really good friends. They were my number one and number two. Now, do I have friends that I've known longer? Yes, of course. But day to day, my friends, my number one and my number two were Vic Henley and Carl. And they both died within six months. And uh, it wreaked havoc on me personally, if you need to know the truth. For a very, very long time. And I feel like I'm finally uh, finally coming out of it a little bit. Because not only were they really good friends, they they also made radio fun again. After many years of it not being fun. And I probably should have just uh, turned off the camera and just did nothing for a year. But I chose to continue through that, uh, that uh, let's just call let's call what it is. That depression of losing uh, people that are very close to you. Cardiff got bored with that. It's understandable. <laughs> what sticks about that particular? I mean, Cardiff had a phone call. Yeah, he must have muted himself. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Yeah. When when Opie's pouring his heart out, <laughs> Cardiff got a call. Corn, corn is still here for you. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm taking it. To be honest with you, Jake Hudson, how are you, sir? Jake Hudson, what was for breakfast this morning? I I just woke up. Four purple mountains, majesty. Come on, Cornish. Don't you love America? All right. So uh, that was that. And uh, yeah, I thought, I don't know. Opie seemed genuine. And again, I don't know if he said that a thousand times before. I, just, I don't know if he's relying on stock answers, but I thought that was well, pretty there cool. Were, there were several times before he did this interview where I've heard Opie say, I ever, I regret ever meeting Anthony Cumia. And for a long time, I didn't believe that. But seeing that after seeing that interview, I believe him now after he fully describes the harassment and all the hassles he's gone through and and all the the problems that just the show has introduced into his life. I kind of get it now. Although, okay, for that salary, would you trade? No, I, I would absolutely still deal with Anthony Comey every day. For the rest of my life, I would grit my teeth and bear it. Right, yeah. So, And I, I also love the fact, uh, I love Cardiff Electric, man. I think he is the funniest thing to come out of the Dabbleverse. And it bums me out to see Cardiff getting some hate, uh, particularly from like the MLC crowd, because I also love Kevin Brennan in that podcast. But, yeah, but I, I stand I, with Cardiff, man. I certainly stand with Cardiff, but I'm not going to lie and say it ain't funny when uh, Kevin. Well, yes, when Brennan <laughs> shits on. Well, Brian, see, you're not. You're not. Yeah, I don't see. I live, in, I live in these fucking chats. Yeah, okay. And the negativity that's popped up, and I look at Reddit a lot. I lurk on on Reddit, and even like the one, the new one, uh, Hacklers, I think it's called, where it's just this dude Brandon, who is just. I mean, I'm in there like me and Ray. Every time, every time me and Ray go live, goes live, somebody on Reddit is like, "Wait, that was me and El, El Harible. They wished AIDS upon us." But uh, I just I, I just want to say that like yes yes Kevin Brennan shitting on Cardiff is hilarious. That's not what I'm specifically referring to. But I guess that's it, guys. Oh, that was a, an hour and four. I guess we'll call it a day. So uh, I'm Carlos Dage. Oh, let's Mondo Creepy is coming back April fourteenth. Uh, it's a Friday night. 
10 p.m. Eastern time. And you should all watch it on YouTube. What's your YouTube? Is it Mondo Creepy or Mondo Creepy TV? It's Mondo Creepy TV. April 14th, Mm -hmm. 10 10 p.m. Eastern Mondo Creepy, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. Mondo Creepy TV on YouTube. Please check that out. It would be awesome. I will say for now is that we are showing probably the single worst and most blatant Mad Max ripoff to ever come out of Italy. So, you know, break out your edibles or whatever you hit. You're going to need them for this one. And it would it would be so great to see some of those uh, gifted chatters there from the Dabbleverse, particularly beloved chatter. He's my favorite guy. And the spirit of Mel Gibson will be with us. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you see. I've been labeled anti-Semitic. There's that joke that keeps going around. <laughs> so I thought you were referring to that. Thanks a lot, Shuli's lawyer guy, Vinny the lawyer, whatever his name is. All right. See you later. All right. Later. Caught at the lecture. The most famous podcast in the world today. Caught at the electric. He's so cool. Come out and play. He's the guy all the other guys are jealous of. Cause he's the guy that all the girls want to be with Uh-huh Cardiff Electric The most famous podcast in the world today He's got great guests on his show Like Dr. Steve and some other people We love you, Cardiff